Welcome to part two of a series on how to find successful software as a service ideas. This is the SaaS Adventures of an Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Istvan Bujnesov. In, in the previous episode, I started sharing my thoughts on how, to, how a lot of people make fatal mistakes in the face of idea searching and end up wasting a lot of time, money and energy into a software that is doomed from the beginning. To help you to avoid that situation, we have started going through an 11-point framework to find successful software as a service ideas. It is a framework I put together over the past 15 years in the software industry, and now I will share with you the rest of the framework. Point number six, for the users, it's relatively easy to start with and get success with it. By this I mean that if you have a complex, really complex software, people when they look at it, they're gonna be really confused around it. And really confused around it, might even get scared before even sign up to sign up to your software as a service or they even sign up and they just get lost with all the features and functionalities and they or they just give up on it because it's too difficult to start with so when you're coming up with ideas keep in mind that your users needs to be able to start really quickly really quickly and easily and get a get an initial success with it really quickly i'm not saying to reach an ultimate success with it really quickly but to have a success but to experience success get a momentum at the beginning so when they sign up it's easy to start easy to set up easy to easy to get around and once they easily set up, they need to get something, some success with it really quickly. That way, it's more likely they sign up, more likely they will keep using it because, hey, it was easy to use, easy to use still, and um, easy to get success with it, get an initial success, and later on keep building that to towards the ultimate uh, ultimate success so when you come up with an idea keep this in mind okay point number seven your software uh, any successful software as a service has to be sticky and by this I mean that it's painful to lose for the users, it's painful to lose, give up, switch to another one. And by this, I not by this, I don't mean that it's it's impossible to cancel. Uh, that's not ethical um, to do that way. So it's more about that than they build things up in it. That if it's if they need to move to another platform, it takes a lot of work and a lot of time to, to move or replicate. Uh, just to give you examples, um, is one is, for example, 
a like a funnel builder software. When people like build up, um, when people build up a funnel or funnels, multiple funnels uh, in a funnel building software, usually it's difficult to move it to another platform because if you want to move to another platform, you need to rebuild, um, rebuild the funnel, the processes and everything in the new platform. So it takes a lot of energy, time, work to, to move. Another example is if I think about um, email autoresponders. I've been using the same email autoresponder for, for many years now. Um, and for two reasons. One, I love it and I think it's the best one. Um, the other reason is if I ever think about it to like, what would it be to move to another platform? And I think about like, I have so many emails, automations, campaigns um, in there that if I would need to, like if I would need to rebuild those, all those emails, all those campaigns, all those automations build up on a new, in a new software, in a new email autoresponder. It would take me so much time, so much energy, um, cost to be able to do that. And it is painful. It is painful to move to another platform. And that's what you need to do. That's what you need to focus on as well when it comes to your, um, your software and your idea to come up with an idea that is sticky. When people sign up, they start using it, get their success, they keep using it, building things up in it. And if they ever think about like moving to another platform, they need to feel that it's, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of energy, it's a lot of work to, to actually move to another platform. That way they stick around and keep using your software. Obviously alone, um, just having a sticky software is, is not enough. Your software ultimately has to be great, ultimately has to be something that people or something that users are happy with. But besides being happy with it, they has to feel pain when it comes to thinking about leaving. So that's number seven. Um, number eight. Number eight, um, when you're coming up with ideas for your software. Subscription-based. Um, and this is important because of the recurring income. Ultimately, if you are like me and many entrepreneurs, your goal is to, besides making money, is to and have a successful business, to have more freedom in life. Um, because there is no point having a really successful business, I believe, if you are spending all your time in the business, working, 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 and you don't have um, time and freedom to um, to live your life, to have other parts of your life. So subscription-based, um, 
and it's really important because of the recurring income. So one thing, like many softwares, you can, people can buy, uh, buy once and they have the software. And from business perspective, it's, it's not ideal because it's when it comes to getting new leads and getting new clients, uh, that's, that process is, is more difficult, harder, and takes more energy than to keep selling to your existing customer base. That's why it's really important because once you get someone on board, uh, as long as they are using your software, um, software as a service, they keep paying monthly uh, and it's keep generating you a recurring income. So you keep adding, keep getting leads, keep adding new customers. And, and as people um, as people are sticking with your software, it starts building, besides starts building a recurring income, it creates a growth in your business, an exponential growth. Because you keep adding new clients, keep adding new users, um, the old ones keep sticking and your subscription and your subscriber base is, is keep growing and growing and growing and your, that's your recurring income keep growing and growing and ultimately that gives you the opportunity to, to delegate, to build your team, to replace yourself in your business and to have more freedom uh, in have more freedom in life okay so number nine of this framework is is it about the price tag so it has to be in a sweet uh, spot when where it's not too cheap it's not cheap and it's not too expensive. So the two points, um, so the two end of it, if it's too, if it's cheap, if it's like a $7 per month software, I'm not saying it's impossible to build a business around it, but a $7 software, if you think about it to get a good income um, out of, uh, of a $7 per month software, you gotta get a lot of customers on board. Once it's difficult, once it's, the more clients you need to get on board, the more, uh, once it's more difficult, um, the difficult the sale. Uh, and other than that, the more customers you have, more users your software has, the more energy you will need to put into support, into building up your support team, into supporting it, more people, more problem. Um, if you make it too expensive, um, your software or bigger price um, tag that is too expensive, there will be only, there will be very few people to, to buy it. To be able to afford it and, and want to afford it and with that 
losing one or two customers can cut into your income in, term, in a big time. Um, since it's got to be baked in a balance. Um, for example, what I have uh, seen and an experience. Um, experience that there is a sweet spot around $97, uh, $100 a month, like for example, $97, uh, what you can see with quite a lot of software. Because it's not too cheap, it's not too expensive, it's just a sweet spot, sweet uh, spot where but there are still a lot of people who can afford it, but you don't need to get like thousands or tens of thousands of customers to be able to generate a great income from it that you can reuse in your business to, to grow it. So when you think about your, your software idea, think about that as well, that it, if you and how you are going to um, how you're going to so think about the price that way that's um, so when you're coming up with it with the idea think about how think about a soft think about a price tag that people can afford still a lot of people can afford but you don't need a lot of people to get a lot of people on board to pick that sweet spot uh, price tag I said something, but it's still like, if it's like a lower, somewhat lower, somewhat higher, depending on your um, on your idea, still okay. There's a leg room to, there's a flexibility to adjust. But when you're coming up with the idea, think about as well, that's like what you're building, if it's going to be possible to actually sign up people with the price tag. Point number 10, Think about the development effort. It's really important, the development effort. I see, I saw like quite a few businesses where they invested a lot of time, energy, money into creating a software for years. And they, and they ended up um, wasting a lot of time, money, and energy into it. But by the time they got onto the market, either there were other solutions or other solutions, um, or there were a lot of features in the software that was not useful. The more features you put into it uh, without testing it on the market, without getting users on board, and, and getting them to give you feedback, the more likely you will have features that are not used uh, at all or very little, used by very little, uh, very few people. And the problem with that, obviously, if you put in a feature that no one is using, then you put in time, money, and energy creating the feature in the software uh, for nothing. Basically, you wasted, you waste time, money, and energy creating something that no one is using. So that's why it's really important to to come up with an idea that 
can be created in three to six months. Within three to six months, I'm not saying the full software, um, but the initial software, the very first version that you can put onto the market, that you can get beta testers uh, on board, people can start using it and they can start giving you feedback. Um, one of the things you won't waste time and money onto features, um, features that are not useful uh, for your users. And uh, the other thing, based on the feedback that you will get, you will see that you will get feedbacks that will give you ideas for features that you can't think by yourself. It is really, really common that the feedback that you're going to get um, from the initial users and, and the users is going to shift your software into, into a different direction that you think it's gonna go. And so that's why it's really important to not waste too, too much time uh, into getting the initial software ready. Um, three to six months is enough time to get a software into interstate where it, it's in a shape uh, that you can put onto the market. It already solves a, it solves a real, prob real problem. Um, it solves a real problem. It's useful enough um, for the market to see it as, as useful, um, but it's not too much time to to waste waste money, time, and energy uh, onto it unnecessary. So that was number ten and the last point um, of the framework uh, that is really important for you to think about when when you're coming up with your software as a service idea is number 11, easy to support. So it's, it's kind of obvious, but your software has to be easy to support. If, if it's something like really complex um, and really difficult for users to use, you're going to bump into a huge problem because First, you will need to hire support, a support team that is much more qualified. You will need to spend a lot of time to educate your support team. Uh, support team, and with that, it's more difficult to scale up your support team as well. Um, and besides that, users going to have a bad experience with your software. So if it's difficult to use, your customer is going to have a difficult time, have a bad experience, and, it's going, and you are going to, your business is going to suffer um, from that. And besides that, it's going to be more difficult and more time and energy consuming to make your support team work. So when you're coming up with the idea, think about that as well, that it's easy to easy to support, 
that is relatively easy and quick to teach someone to get to know the software, understand the software, and to start supporting your customers, your users easily. Um, so once it's then once it helps to get started quickly and replace yourself quickly and other than that to scale your support team as you need it scale up and down because if you need to get someone on board someone new it's quick and easy to to get them uh, to learn that um, learn how to use the software and how to support the team and besides that uh, because it's easy to support, it's also a better experience uh, for the users. And if it's a better experience, then they will stick around for longer, and it means income for you longer. So, sales ideas that satisfy most the most points of this framework have a strong fundamental to be able to successful, but. When you come up with a software as a service idea, you have to remember that that this is still just an idea and it has to be validated. Otherwise, you can waste a lot of time, money and energy and end up with a software that will fail. So in the upcoming episodes, um, in an upcoming episode, I will talk about how to validate a software as a service idea and increase your chance to increase your chance of success. So thank you for listening now and talk to you soon.